You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Thursday, May 4th. I'm Portia Cook, your news director, and I, along with Lee Zimpel, are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. This is our last RMR broadcast for spring of 2023, and we would like to thank all of our listeners for an amazing semester. We look forward to giving you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news again in the fall. On today's show, however, a 27-year-old man with autism is missing in Fort Collins. Find out more with me in local news. And learn more about An Open Door, a documentary featuring one of Colorado State University's most prominent educators in an interview with me in music events and entertainment news. And just in time for finals week, the Morgan Library has a new study space for you. Find out where in campus news with Lee Zempel. Later on in the broadcast, three 18-year-olds in Denver accused of killing a driver by throwing a melon-sized rock through her windshield are now facing over a dozen counts of identical charges. Find out more about these charges in National News with Zempel. And with that, we will move right into campus news. I'm Lee Zempel reporting your campus news. The Morgan Library now has a new study space and it's just in time for finals week if you're looking for new options to prepare. The south area of the first floor, which is one of the biggest areas in the library, has been under construction since February. The basic vision was to increase student success and feedback from the CSU community made it clear that many students and staff believed that more areas to study or relax were needed for the library. With the remodel, the space now has plenty of furniture with almost double the amount of seating before the renovation. There are seating arrangements for relaxing with others or studying solo in a more open area. More power outlets have been added. There's a fresh refinished floor and a new feature wall that'll have future displays. The new study space is also filled with plenty of natural lighting. According to the library's space and user experience manager, Robert Ayala, the remodel was an opportunity to make a, quote, striking change in the study area's layout and feel. Ayala also stressed the importance of having spaces in the library that could foster a sense of community for those on campus and said that those same goals will be part of future projects for the Morgan Library. Information for this update comes from CSU Source. Thursday, May 4th, which is today at the time of recording, is CSU's Day of Giving, which is a yearly celebration of the power of collective philanthropy. Every year, students, staff, alumni, donors, and other CSU community members come together for a day to support the university's programs and departments. If you're interested in donating to any CSU program or department, you can do so online at dayofgiving.colostate.edu. From there, you can choose to donate any amount to any area of the university you'd like. You can find more information about Day of Giving and the link to the donation website on CSU Source. Wednesday marked the first time for a building at CSU to be named after a Latinx individual. The Office for Inclusive Excellence renamed the Inclusive Excellence House in honor of CSU's first vice president for diversity, Mary Ontiveros. Ontiveros passed away in February last year, and she was a CSU alum who ended up spending five decades on campus as a student and employee. She arrived on campus in 1969 as a first-generation student, and she was focused on and passionate about social justice. That passion carried on with her into her career at CSU, where she ended up playing a role in bringing the cultural and resource centers to the university through the Project GO team. She was also instrumental in many university-wide initiatives like the principles of community and the policies for pronoun inclusion. According to CSU source, Ontiveros worked tirelessly to create an inclusive, diverse campus. Her son said, quote, 
she will forever be remembered in the hearts of many as a pioneer and the embodiment of a true leader. After the renaming ceremony on Wednesday, the building is now known as the Mary Ontiveros House. My name is Elise Impel, and that's all for Campus News. Up next is Portia Cook with Local News. In local news, local police are asking you, contact them immediately if you see a Fort Collins missing man. Colin Best, a 27-year-old man with autism who is also bipolar, has been reported missing in Fort Collins, and law enforcement say they are concerned for his safety. Best was last seen on foot Tuesday, May 2nd, around 7 o'clock p.m. near the intersection of Lincoln Avenue and Riverside Avenue in Fort Collins. Officials in a Colorado Bureau of Investigation Developmental Disabilities alert said, quote, Colin has been suicidal in the past. He functions at about a five-year-old level and also has a fear of police officers and police patrol cars. It is unknown how Colin will react if contacted by police, end quote. Best was described as a white male with brown hair and brown eyes. He is 5 feet 7 inches tall and weighs about 130 pounds. If seen, call 911 or Fort Collins Police Department at 970-221-6540, extension number 7. In other news, when you think of Fort Collins, you probably think of Old Town Square, maybe even Horsetooth Reservoir, or painted pianos around town. Well, get ready to see even more of those pianos through the city's Pianos About Town program. On May 3rd, Pianos About Town announced the artists selected to paint pianos in 2023. And among this year's artists include Angel and Jose Gonzalez, who are the first father-daughter duo to paint a piano for the Pianos About Town program. Angel Gonzalez learned to paint from her father, Jose Gonzalez. Angel told the city of Fort Collins, quote, Since I was little, my father has shown me his passion for art, and we've often created art together. I am thankful I've been able to experience creating and growing as an artist with him in Fort Collins, end quote. Their design is titled Peaceful Songs and will feature dandelions which signify hope and dreams. Pianos About Town is a program that brings local art and spontaneous music to the streets of Fort Collins. Pianos About Town started in 2010 as a collaboration among Bohemian Foundation, the City of Fort Collins Art and Public Places Program, and the Fort Collins Downtown Development Authority. Community members can watch as local artists transform donated pianos into public art. Scattered among 20 locations across town in the summer and six locations in the winter, the completed pianos offer a surprise interruption of color and music across Fort Collins. The outdoor summer painting started yesterday, May 3rd, in the Art in Action tent on the south side of Fort Collins in Old Town Square. And that is all for your local news. Up next, hear from the video and music producer of an upcoming documentary on one of Colorado State University's world-renowned academic educators. Next, in events and entertainment news with me after the break. Tune in to Mindfully Musical with DJ Salem on Saturdays from 8 to 9 a.m. for conversations on mindfulness and mental health, as well as some good music to start your day, only on 90.5 KCSU-FM.
Not only is she the recipient of the Founders Day Medal, CSU's highest award presented to an individual who has had a profound impact on the institution. She is also one of the top 10 college professors in the United States. She is one of Time Magazine's 100 most influential people in the world, one of the most well-known and respected experts in both autism and animal behavior, and a New York Times bestseller with her latest book, Visual Thinking. I am talking about Temple Grandin, and now you have a chance to get a deeper insight into the life and mind of Grandin in an upcoming documentary titled An Open Door. Directed by award-winning filmmaker John Barnhart, An Open Door features Temple Grandin retracing her path in life and the lessons she learned. Today you'll hear from the film's music composers Christine Alice and film producer Rachel Mild about their time working on the film and what to expect in the Open Door documentary. I'm Rachel Mild. I'm 21 years old. I'm a senior at CSU, so I am just about to graduate. And my major in school is journalism and media communication with a minor in music stage and sports productions. My name is Christine Alice, and I am a CSU alum. I graduated back in 2012, and um, I did not go to school for music at all, but uh, I wrote and composed and recorded music for the film An Open Door. An Open Door, and that is what we are here to talk about today, An Open Door, the Dr. Temple Grandin documentary. So let's talk a little bit more about that documentary. I did watch the trailer for it. This documentary is going to be released this year in 2023, correct? Do we have a definitive date on that? We don't yet, but we did have a friends and family showing this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Just on Saturday, it was a way to kind of get everyone supporting the crew to watch the movie and now it's kind of as the director John says the real work begins and we kind of send it to festivals and try and get more traction and then eventually you get a solid release date. Nice. I like that. So let's start with you Rachel being one of the movie producers. Let's talk about that process in creating such an intricate documentary especially on the life of Dr. Um, Grandin. She has had her hands in so many different things within the community. Let's talk about that creative process and how did you figure out what it was you're going to showcase or how you're going to showcase her in what light? Mm-hmm. Well, I give a lot of credit to the director, John Barnhart. He kind of knew the path he wanted to take, and I was hired on a couple months into the process, so I was told what we were doing. But as a producer, and a lot of film producers will tell you this, it's a huge umbrella role. You're basically doing everything that needs to be done, whatever that may mean. So when you say, what do you do on the movie? It's like, okay, well, where do I start? (laughs) It's a lot of things. It's going on interviews, going on shoots, editing, storyboarding, and that takes a bulk of the process. Um, There's so many hours of, I mean, you should have seen our whiteboards in the the office. It was filled with just scrambled thoughts of where are we going to put this, like putting quotes together. And it takes hours and hours of just like getting your, all your thoughts out in a cohesive manner. And then it flows out when you actually start editing. So the process kind of goes with find like doing the interviews and making the story of what other people have to say in support of Dr. Grandin. Absolutely. What would you say was one of your favorite parts of the creative process behind producing a film like this? Honestly, I loved going through all the interviews and hearing all the perspectives. A lot of times going through interviews feels redundant and tedious, but on such a 
interesting topic like Temple Grandin. It was so cool to see what everyone had to say about her, which of course was all amazing things. And picking out sound bites and different stories and hearing the different perspectives of everyone and putting a story together based on that and kind of making it make sense just from what Temple says and just from what these other people say and then putting it together. It just was so satisfying. It was a lot of work, but putting it all together and making a story that made sense was really satisfying. That's, that's such, it sounds like such a unique process mm -hmm. of so many different moving parts. And one of those parts is the music composition of a film like this. So um, let's talk about that process of creating music for a film like this. Yeah. Well, I have been a longtime fan of Temple Grandin's. I watched her movie, Temple Grandin, starring T Claire Danes, gosh, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, and really felt inspired and fell in love with her story and who she is as a person and her just story of coming from just almost being institutionalized to becoming a world-renowned speaker and a guiding inspirational light for thousands of people and animals. And so I've just been really moved by her story for a long time. So when John Barnhart, the director, approached me about doing this film, I was kind of just beside myself, you know, yeah, I was, it was just such an amazing opportunity. And so my creative process was to rewatch the movie. And I read um, one of her books, one of her many books, Thinking in Pictures. I watched many of her YouTube videos. I came to some of the interviews for the film and just learned as much as I possibly could about Temple Grandin, about um, the cattle industry, about autism, and really tried to make music that not only had like a good vibe, you know, Temple Grandin likes country, that right, style of right. music. And so trying to write country music, which isn't really my, what I normally do, but it was a fun creative process to kind of listen to Loretta Lynn and Willie Nelson and Eddie Vedder's uh, Into the Wild soundtrack and just so many of these different inspirational music people. And then combine that with a message that is just... I felt a lot of responsibility to make an important, impactful, and inspiring message uh, about Temple Grandin and what she stands for. Absolutely. Well, listening to Moving Along was the one that I was able oh, yeah. to listen to. You And if we're not being a country music composer, you did a phenomenal job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. That wasn't your subject matter expert oh, for and type of music. So if it's okay with you, do you mind if we listen to no, a please. little part of that and maybe talk about that piece a little bit more? Totally. Perfect. All right. So what we're going to listen to now is Moving Along. This is a piece that you will hear in the documentary and then we will talk a little bit more about it. Love it. For those of you just tuning in, that is Moving Along by music composer Christine Alice. That song is going to be featured in An Open Door, a documentary on Dr. Temple Grandin. Now, like I said, the epitome of a country song right there. And I love what you did in watching the trailer to the um, 
movie, she did say, when I turn on the radio and I listen to a country song, it is all about romance and relationships. What mm-hmm. I want to hear is a song about trucks. <laughs> so I can definitely see you implemented some of her desire for music in there. But let's talk about that piece and creating that piece. You did mention that you are... Um, typically not a country song writer. That was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's funny. I <clears throat> John sent me the trailer and she said that. And right when right when she said that, I was like, ding, 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 ding. You know, just kind of plopped out of me, I guess. But yeah, I still wanted that country sound, you know, right. but I also, and I wanted to make it about trucking, you know, but the message in it is kind of more deep than that you know she's saying I can push the pedal just as hard as any man's can because she was met with so much adversity early on in her career in terms of like sexism and not being even allowed onto the cattle ranches and stuff so you know that was a big challenge for Temple early on but the song kind of morphs into um, I can push the pedal just as hard as anyone's can and that's kind of talking just about anyone overcome overcoming any obstacle that you have, it's not about talking about what you can do. It's about doing it and getting to where you're going. And you're going to be the one that has to be behind the wheel to do it. That's a powerful message. One I can definitely appreciate in my life right now. (laughs) 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 I think so many of us here at the end of the semester can. So no, that's wonderful to hear. Now let's talk about how it is working together in unison to create something that works well with one another in terms of the audio and the visual side of it. Um, What that looked like for both of you. Well, specifically the trailer for me, I uh, edited a large part of the trailer. It was kind of my big project as I started working on it and we knew we had to put original songs in it for copyright reasons so we had filler songs in and we knew kind of the vibe we wanted and Christine just nailed it mm-hmm. <laughs> right away and Agreed. she was talking about the the line I uh, my foot can push the pedal just as hard as any man's can and we put that in the trailer right as Temple says there when I first started out there were no women out in the field with the animals. And then we show a bunch of women out with the animals and that's when Christine's line comes in saying that. that. And so it's just, it's so on the nose in such a great way. And I love the way it works together. And the other song, An Open Door, that goes with it. It's also in the trailer. We, We just work with the lyrics to move it along with what's showing and the message overall. And it just, it works out really well. Now you did mention there is an additional piece, All Kinds of Minds. So you composed both of the pieces, All Kinds of Minds and Moving Along, correct? Mm, I did. And actually what's what's kind of funny is that All Kinds of Minds, I don't think is actually in the film. Oh, got you, got you. <laughs> but there's another one called An Open Door, which open is door. in the okay. film. But I wrote All Kinds of Minds for this film as well, but it didn't quite fit the the vibe, I guess. But I'd love it if you played it. It's a song specifically, not just about Autism is a song for everyone, but a big message of Temple Grandin's is that we need all kinds of minds in this world. We can't just all be um, musical people or just producers or just radio people, We not just engineers. We need all of these people to come together to make the world what it is and to make it, you know— a beautiful rainbow, if you will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> otherwise, we just blend it all together and it becomes a big shade of brown. And we lose a lot of that diversity. Mm-hmm. It's such a huge message that Temple always talks about, too. She says it in the movie. She says it in almost every speech that she does, how important it is to have all minds work together. And it's, 
a great message. Wonderful. Song too. Let's take a listen to that song. So this is All Kinds of Minds. While this did not make it into the documentary, this does speak highly on the diversity and inclusivity that Dr. Grandin does speak about in terms of autism and being an individual that is autistic herself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's take a listen. And while it's not in the documentary, I think you're absolutely right and speaks to the message of Dr. Grandin herself. Mm -hmm. So love that. That's wonderful. All right. And let's take a listen to that second song that is in the documentary, An Open Door. Open Door, I composed, obviously, for, you guessed it, an open door. (laughs) And I was really trying to find an all-encompassing theme, which was incredibly difficult because she's such a multifaceted human and has done so much for so many people. Um, But I think a big message is that we follow and we guide through open doors. And the courage that we find is within ourselves to open that closed door to like new opportunities and new ways of being in the world. Um, So it's just kind of about finding your strength inside to help people outside to make the world a better place. Let's talk a little bit more about the documentary. I want to hear what are some of your favorite parts of the documentary and you just are like, I can't wait till viewers see this part. Like it's just something that excites you. It's so cheesy, but genuinely the whole thing. I can't (laughs) tell you how excited I was to show it. I mean, my friends and family had to hear me talk about this for months and months, say, talking about the the showing with friends and family. And I was just so excited for everyone to see it. But some specific parts is um, 
some people that have met Dr. Grandin or know her a little better know that she has a humorous side and she has a really funny sense of humor. And we got to see that in a lot of the interviews. And so a really, really fun part was to be able to cut some of that in there. And we were so excited to see, you know, what parts are people going to laugh at? What parts are people going to really love? And they laughed at all the parts we thought. And it was even better just hearing kind of like a crowd of laughter behind you. And you, you know, you just like ace it. (laughs) And like (laughs) moments like in the trailer for saying 60% of the songs are about relationships. I want to listen to the trucking songs, you know, that everyone loves that part. It shows like what a genuine person she is. And of course, she's accomplished so much. But at the end of the day, she's She's just a person, too. And she has so many great friendships with a lot of people. And it's a huge part that we highlighted in the movie was we had a whole section of just her connections with her close friends. And so many people had such emotional and great things to say about just their connection with her, which speaks on a lot of stereotypes people have about autism was that they don't have a lot of connection. They don't feel emotions or social aspects. But she showed that she has a deep connection with so many people and that definitely got the audience tear jerking as oh, well. That's wonderful. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christine, what about you? What are you just I'm so excited for this part or if there is there anything that sticks out to you that you look forward to audiences seeing or even hearing? Well, you know, to be honest, I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> so you'll be right there along with all of the rest of us. Yes. So I'm I just like excited that. to see it. Yeah. Um, but I have seen bits and pieces. Right. And um, John Barnhart, who directed the film, he's also an Emmy Award winning cinematographer. And the bits that I have seen are just visually stunning. Um, there's a lot of scenes that have CSU campus in the film. And there's that scene where the birds are flying in the mm-hmm. beginning. And oh, my God. Gosh, I don't know how he did that, but it's just it's just really fantastic and the cinematography is really amazing. I have no other word, but just it's very beautiful. So I'm excited to see I don't know, just the colors and how it all came together and Absolutely. And you know, Temple's such a visual person, so I'd be curious to think to hear what she thinks about. Absolutely. I'm sure we it. will hear. I think, I think she, liked she liked it. it. <laughs> I was sitting two seats away from her at the showing on Saturday and about every few minutes I was peeking over. Oh, <laughs> yeah. How she reacting? And she was so stoic through the oh. entire thing. She was looking at it. You know, it really looked like she was just taking it in. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't really tell, but there was one point where she kind of had her hand in her in her face and it, it looked like she really was just taking it in and really loved it. And something that really touched my heart was through the whole process we had always planned on showing her about a week ahead of time just right. in case she wanted any edits like no I don't really want that part in there right because of course we we want her to like it more than anyone so we always planned on showing her about a week in advance and then that date came around and she was busy we like couldn't find time and she called John Barnard on the phone and said you know what I trust you I'll see it on Saturday with everyone else wow. and that that just warmed my heart and she really trusted us and yeah. and I think that she really liked it oh that's awesome mm-hmm. that's really really exciting to hear now for each of you what do you hope that audiences will gain after watching this documentary whether it be visually <clears throat> from watching whether it be from the music that they're going to hear in the piece what do you hope that audiences get out of it well John Barnhart's goal from the very beginning is to show that she is so much more than her story that everyone or a lot of people already know. She's 75 and still doing amazing work. Like her her life is not behind her. She is still doing so much. And the movie that a lot of people have seen, Temple Grandin, the, the movie from 10 years ago, tells an amazing story. But it, it was her story of her youth and it kind of stopped at 
I don't know, age 30 or so. And now she's, she's still doing so much and she did so much in between then. So I want people to see just how much more there is to her other than um, her amazing story growing up and what she's done for cattle handling, but her education and what she does for students. I mean, that, I learned that in making this documentary and it touched my heart with how deeply she cares about her students. I mean, that feels mm -hmm. like her bigger purpose in like this stage of her life more than anything is she wants her students to carry on and do what she has done and, and make a difference. And that's all, that's so much of what she cares about. And I think that will really touch a lot of people and inspire others as well. I love mm -hmm. him. What about you, Christine? Yeah, I think I was talking to John and um, I think the overarching message that they want to show is that, you know, it's important to be a good person and you can do that by leading and by example and by actually doing the work and putting in the time and effort and just caring about not just people, but animals. And yeah, I think it's, it's a very important message that we need, especially in these times. I definitely agree. I was just, um, I have my 10 year old daughter and my four year old son. And just the other day I was like, you know, move with a pure heart, good intention, love and kindness and work hard. Mm -hmm. And We'll be all right if yeah. we can do those things. So I love it. Um, with that said, I'm super, super excited to be able to watch the documentary myself. And for all of those that are interested in watching the documentary when it comes out, where can we stay up to date on when and where we can watch the film? There is a website, www.templegrandondocumentary.com. That has the trailer, all the info about the cast and crew. And yeah, if there's any more info about streaming or a release date, it'll definitely be on there. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So templegrandondocumentary.com. Mm -hmm. awesome. And there's also a Instagram, the yes. Temple Grandin Project. The Temple Grandin Project on Instagram that shows all the crew and the hard work and behind yeah. the scenes behind the scenes too there we are making a little behind the scenes little snippet too that oh, we're currently fun. working on mm -hmm. um that that's been a student project a couple of the other students have been filming throughout the process and are going to make a little behind the scenes I video like that. That where I will we be able to see that to see. i'm sure there's going to be info about that on the website and i think awesome. it'll just be released on youtube cool very mm -hmm. cool it's always fun to see the behind the scenes yeah you know, it's one thing for us to watch the final product but um i think it definitely gives a, another insight mm -hmm. into you know these are real people yeah working back there and a <laughs> bunch of different dynamics going on so it's always fun to see that well this is wonderful any last final words that you have for our listeners regarding the film or just in general regarding your experience or anything you want them to know i as a student and all the other students wholeheartedly agree we just can't thank john barnhart enough for mm -hmm. the opportunity he gave us and mm -hmm. him and temple had such similar minds and wanting to help students and he just took that and exploded it mm -hmm. and he gave the students such an amazing experience more than we could have ever expected and this project absolutely changed my life and i'm forever grateful for it and i'm so glad that i applied for it mm -hmm. it's awesome mm -hmm. also That's john festervan who's a director for the agricultural science department mm -hmm. here at CSU. He was a big catalyst for the project, mm -hmm. as was Kevin Kirchner was amazing. Kevin Kirchner did so much for the music side of things and also the cinematography. And a big, big thank you to Dean Pritchett for being a, another large reason why this film happened. Mm -hmm. Well, I thank both of you so, so much for being in the studio with me. Thank you so thank much, you. Portia. If you are just tuning in, you just heard an interview with music composer Christine Alice and film producer Rachel Mild on the upcoming documentary titled An Open Door. 
An Open Door features Temple Grandin retracing her path in life and the lessons she has learned. Updates on the release of the documentary as well as the trailer can be found online at www.templegrandindocumentary.com. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find all of the RMR broadcasts online at kcsufm.com, on Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast by searching KCSU News. Up next, three 18-year-olds in Denver accused of killing a driver by throwing a melon-sized rock through her windshield are now facing over a dozen counts of identical charges. This and more in National News with Lee Zempel after the break. Bike Co-op is an organization whose mission is to build community through bicycling. They provide the tools and expertise to help fix up any bike, new or old. Hours of operation are Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, 2 to 5 p.m., and Sunday from noon to 6 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page, Fort Collins Bike Co-op, or email info at fcbikecoop.org. In national news, three 18-year-olds in Denver accused of killing a driver by throwing a melon-sized rock through her windshield are now facing over a dozen counts of identical charges, including first-degree murder. The charges also include multiple counts of attempted first-degree murder, second-degree assault, and attempted second-degree assault. These charges came after prosecutors believed the teens were throwing rocks at at least seven other vehicles that same night. They've been charged with one count of first-degree murder with extreme indifference, which in Colorado means that prosecutors think the suspect had the intent to kill but didn't have a specific target. The victim was 20-year-old Alexa Bartel. Her family said in a statement that her life was tragically taken through an intentional act of violence and malice by three strangers. The teens were arrested by the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office and were set for court on Wednesday to hear their charges. Investigators say that the teens loaded up the bed of a pickup truck with melon-sized landscaping rocks to throw at other cars and were said to have sped around a residential area up to 75 miles an hour while using military or gaming terms to coordinate their attacks. According to court documents, two of the three teens have confessed. You can read more about the case on the USA Today website. My name is Lee Zimpel, and that's it for National News. Next is Eliza Drotar with CSU Sports. My name is Eliza Drotar. This is your RMR Sports Sport. In women's softball, the team is now 26-17, and 17, facing off against a three-game winning streak, all of them against Fresno State here in Fort Collins this weekend. Their next matches are going to be later this week against Nevada in Nevada, before they head off to the Mountain West Conference next Thursday. 
In track and field news, the team competed in the Doug Max Invitational hosted by your Colorado State Rams here in Fort Collins, and they will be heading off to the Mountain West Conference next weekend in Fresno, California. In men's golf, the team finished off their season at the Mountain West Championship in Tucson, Arizona, placing 4th out of 11th in the Mountain West Conference. My name is Eliza Drotart. This has been your RMR Sports Report. KCSU is supported by Washingtons, supporting live and local music in Fort Collins. Upcoming shows include Mark Broussard on May 12th. Tickets and info at washingtonsfoco.com. Portia Cook with your KCSU weather report. Today was warm in Fort Collins with a high of 72 degrees. Tomorrow temps stay about the same with a high of 71, but you may have to move those single de mile plans inside. While you can expect sunshine early in the day, we will see a 40% chance of rain with scattered thunderstorms later in the day. Moving into the weekend, Saturday gives us a high of 70 degrees, and except for a few afternoon clouds, sky should remain sunny. Sunday temps drop down just a bit with a high of 68 degrees, partly cloudy skies, and possible stray showers and thunderstorms later on in the day. I am Portia Cook with your KCSU Weather Report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. I would also like to thank Lee Zempel, our news producer, Adam Carlson, as well as the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener. So thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.